This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Okay, uh, Sinead O'Connor. I remember her. Hell yeah. Um, you know what's crazy to think about? Do you remember when she was on Saturday Night Live? She was the one of the first cancels. Absolutely. I will never forget it. Yeah. Um, and she tore up a picture of the Pope because of what was going on with all the kiddly diddlies. That's right, dude. Hey, diddly kiddly. Buttholes. Yep. Um, and then total cancel culture. Yeah. Right? That was, yeah. It was a BF. Now it happens for anything. And now they're like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. She was right. <laughs> Turns out. Um, anyway, I always thought that was terrible that she I was treated too. that way. I know. It you was know? just, it wasn't that. I mean, had she done that anywhere else, it was just because it was Saturday Night Live and, and older people saw it. So you had to know what was going to come. So I do get well, that. Well, but that was before they, because that Boston Globe story oh, was yeah. the first one that really exposed the church for what was going on. Yeah. She was way ahead of that. I mean, she was like 15 years ahead of that. Yeah, I wonder how she found out. Mm-hmm. Well, she right. Well, that's usually boys. So, no, it's also girls. Do they the, really? The keepers, dude. Oh, man. <clears throat> Makes you sick. <laughs> I know. Makes you sick and murderous. Anywho, um, so she's got a docu coming out. Um, yeah. She is, and I feel, I mean, she's obviously struggled with mental health shit as well. Um, and then one of her kid committed suicide, so. Yeah, I know she Sad. tried to... Uh... You know, it was after that she had a concert, and like everybody booed her. Oh, and, really? And then I was like, "Well, why the hell are we at the concert?" Unless she was like opening up for somebody. I think that's probably the case. But yeah, she got booed off stage, and then she was like crying. And what's his face? What's his, the guy that plays Whistler and Blade? What's why would I know that? Oh man, I don't even think I've ever watched Blade. You don't remember the movie Blade? No. No. Oh. Don't you grunt at me. Anyway, nothing compares to you was far and away her biggest hit. Um, and so she's got this new documentary coming out um, called Nothing Compares. But you're not even going to hear the song in it because Prince's estate is all like, no. Nope. Oh, yeah. He wrote that for her, didn't he? Yeah. So Prince's half-sister says nothing compares to Prince's live version with Rosie Gaines that is featured on the Hits 1 album, and we're re-releasing that album on vinyl November 4th. Wow, never uh, missing a chance to plug away, dude. Um, I didn't feel O'Connor deserved to use the song my brother wrote in her documentary, so we declined his version is the best. There might be some sour grapes here, though, because Sinead... Uh, she's the one that brought up popularity. I mean, She's the yeah. one who made it a hit. Yes. I mean, it needed her voice. It needed a uh, granted. Now I'm not going to take it away because it's r- hard to write stuff. But then that's where the talent is a lot more because you can have other people sing it. But mm-hmm. still, I like she's, Chris Cornell's know, version too. Oh, I, Chris Cornell's awesome. The flashbacks of milking cows. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. but nothing, nothing can take away this blue. Oh, here's a... <laughs> Over nothing compares. Nothing compares. Boo-hoo. 
Hers is way better. Way better. Um, Sinead has spoken out several times over the past years about how Prince was violent and abusive toward her when they met at his home back in the day. Jeez. So that the might guy be was why, like, hey. <laughs> that might be why they're not letting her use it. Now, I was like, what? I don't remember that. So here we are. This is an article about the violent whatever. What do these people want? It's Chris Christopherson, by the way. Hello. Always trying to tell me who the That's Whistler. probably what it is. Whistler from Blade, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's Chris Christopherson. Okay. Uh, over the years, Sinead O'Connor has hinted at a violent confrontation with the prince after she scored a massive hit with a cover of his song, Nothing Compares to You, with a new memoir <clears throat> titled Rememberings, the Irish singer ready to dish out the terrifying details, some of which were teased in a new interview. Uh, well, and this is an older article, so we're going through this. Mm-hmm. O'Connor said Prince terrorized her after summoning her to his Hollywood mansion. Come to me. When she got there, Prince chastised her for swearing in interviews um, and had his butler serve her soup, though she repeatedly refused it. (laughs) Why don't you serve her soup? Have some pancakes, Chandler. (laughs) Sweetly suggested a pillow fight, only to thump her with something hard that he'd slipped into his pillowcase. What the hell? It's this dude. It's so random. This guy is so weird. I know. I'm going to hit you. I suggest a pillow fight after you finish your soup. Get every last drip of that up. And then I'm going to smack you with this book. Okay. I put my book in my, Dude, my pillowcase. What in the what? hell? He suggested a pillow fight after a soup? And then you're like, okay. You know, let's go hit each other with pillows. Isn't that, Dude, isn't that weird? What, what happens to <laughs> these dudes? <laughs> so, uh, when she snuck out on foot in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He stalked her with his car, leapt out, and chased her around the highway. Did you see that little guy running around? <laughs> totally. Hey! So uh, this account lines up with a story that she had in the London Mirror in 2007. He invited me to his house in L.A. and started to give uh, give out to me for swearing in interviews. When I told him to go F himself, he got very upset. It became quite threatening. I ended up having to escape. Well, you left out the part about soup there. <laughs> in the pillow fight. <laughs> Where he's trying to knock her out. (laughs) I'm going to take this bitch down. (laughs) Putting a horseshoe in my pillowcase. (laughs) Pillow fight. (laughs) After you finish your soup. It's so weird. Anyway, when the interviewer commented on Prince's small build, she replied, he can pack a punch, a few blows. (laughs) See what that dude could do with a pillow. <laughs> she said a few blows were exchanged. All I could do was spit. I spat on him quite a bit. What in the hell is happening? Oh, it's like a llama. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. Uh, Minnesota, man. It's, <laughs> I blame Minnesota. So Lake Minnetonka, dude. Oh, man. That's... That is the weirdest story I ever heard. It's Michael like- Jackson sitting there going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the weird one. <laughs> oh my god. Oh hell no. Between her and Madonna was, you know, looking yeah. like a catfish now. 
It's so yeah, Madonna's weird. It's so, it's such a bizarre story. I'm inclined I, to believe I, it. I know it's too specific. Right. Random. And hearing like when he said they served us pancakes. Right. Why is he trying to feed everybody odd things at weird times? <laughs> right. Right. They played basketball and then ate pancakes with Charlie Murphy. You go there. Why don't you eat some of these turnips? (laughs) (laughs) So weird. (laughs) It's so weird. And then we'll play Parcheesi. Hello, JJO. Good. Good morning. Good. How are Uh, you? Great. Two things. One, don't get too close. They spit. (laughs) (laughs) That's all my mom said. And two... I think Chris Cornell has the best version of that song. I agree. I love his version. I really do. The one that, the one that was done at the SiriusXM Studios. I'm gonna have to play it here. We'll play it. Yes, yes, you do. All right, all right, you got <laughs> have it. a good one. Yeah, you too, bud. Hello, JJO. Mrs. Biatch. Yes. You said a curse in her. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Now I need to have some soup and a pillow fight. It's your penance for cursing. Yeah, you ever seen the real Alice in Wonderland? It's just totally chiming together. Oh, dude. Feels like it. JJO. So, Janelle O'Connor says she got hit by something hard in a pillowcase. Yeah. Doesn't that mean that she had to be like, all right, Prince, yeah, let's have a pillow fight? Right. I mean, isn't that like just as weird? It's all weird. It's all so weird. Mm-hmm. And then after you get hit by something hard during the pillow fight, <laughs> you're still why, gonna, am I, why is my mouth bleeding? You're still going to spend the night and sneak out on foot? Like, what the hell? Well, yeah, you are. He probably you know? had a trip. Stay in your room. Don't come out until, <laughs> <laughs> don't come out until morning. 9.13. Yeah, pro- breakfast probably was at a weird time. Yeah, 9.13 on yep. the dot. Totally. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. You found some more information. <laughs> so, in case you're just waking up, we just did a story. Sinead O'Connor is putting out a documentary and uh, it's called Nothing Compares because obviously Nothing Compares to You is her biggest hit, right? Written Which, by Prince. Right. And um, the Prince estate would not allow her to use the song in the documentary. And we think it's because of these allegations uh, of, that Sinead had thrown out into the universe more than once. Uh, that when she went up Prince's Hollywood home to meet with him back in the day after Nothing Compares to You had become a hit. <laughs> He offered her soup and then a pillow fight, and during the pillow fight, he had something hard in the pillowcase, and he hit her. <laughs> he hit her with it after he forced her to eat soup. He made her eat soup. So then we started, well, Lance started Googling over there. Yeah. Um, and I think I have to believe her. Okay. So. Which is, soup in a pillow fight is weird, there's right? Like, there's but like there's 24 of these <laughs> instances where people are talking about it. <laughs> Two of the ones that I laughed at because I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? So Prince uh, was an avid roller skater. You know, he'd like to, but he had these giant light up roller skates that he would throw, uh, he threw rink parties yeah. for celebrities at random. So Quest Love. Uh, went over to his house and he was talking about it. 
Um, Prince invited him for a skating party in the middle of nowhere with a few pals. After about an hour, Quest saw Prince arrive carrying a briefcase that he clicked open and like he opened it up just like uh, the Pulp Fiction briefcase. Totally, yep. <laughs> and he had a particular pair of roller skates that, you know, he's like, I've never seen anything like these. They were clear skates that lit up and the wheels were multicolored, but they would send pads and sparks out at the people <laughs> who were trying to get past them. Unbelievable. Hey, Questlove, you want to come over? <laughs> now we're going to roller skate. Let's go roller skate. Look at my skates. Don't get next to me. <laughs> Apparently, he's uh, pretty uh, com- uh, competitive, you know? Right. Was, uh, Prince was over, and he had Michael Jackson come over. They were trash-talking him. Uh, you know, he had wanted to play ping-pong with him. <laughs> he invites people over and makes them engage in activities. <laughs> yes, and he's like, you want me to slam it? <laughs> Didn't Michael's like... What? So he just dropped the paddle and he put his hands on his face so he wouldn't hit him in the face. <laughs> and then he's like, he smashed it and he, he, he nailed it at him and it went, you know, past him. Michael just walked out and Prince started strutting around, you know, that little peacock strut he yeah. does. He's like, did you see that? He played like Helen Keller. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what the hell? He apparently likes to speak in riddles. Uh, during a, a speaking gig, director Kevin Smith discussed being summoned by Prince to talk about possible collaboration, only be subjected to some uh, some ceremonial thing and, and all these like riddles that he was doing. If a big snake gives birth to a little snake, what is the little snake going to grow up to be? A big snake. Smith correctly answered. Prince's point, you got to know where your father is. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's what he said oh to him. Oh, my God. It's like Prince's world, and we all just uh, lived in it. Yes. Um, the mural is done in, in Minneapolis. Is it? The giant, uh, I almost said Chris Cornell mural, Prince mural. Um, yeah, they were working on it when we were there, and then uh, Ace was up there and sent me a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty cool. Um, what a weird guy. He's different, man. That's I'm trying right. to look at, like, he believes like, doves have beautiful voices, so he put it on his... his uh, his ambient singing on some of his records. All right. So he hasn't cried since he was a child. That's probably not dramatic. Uh, when he was a young boy, Prince Jasmine's father threw him out of the house. Um, the young princeling then cried in a phone booth for two hours, according to uh, you know one of this, these stories from this magazine. He claimed he was the last time he had ever shed tears. <laughs> oh my god. He has a well, private hair salon. Had. <laughs> he released oh. a recording of Kim Basinger's sex noises. He did. Yes. Uh, in 1989, Prince put out a 12-inch single called The Scandalous Sex Suite after featuring vocals com- uh, contributions from Kim Basinger, uh, including some moaning and groaning that was rumored to have taken <laughs> from the recordings of Sex Romp Between the Two Stars. So he poked her and recorded just like that uh, GNR one. Oh, yeah, Rocket Queen? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> My tacos, the best. <laughs> that is a lot to unpack, dude. Kept, Holy Yeah, shit. lawn Ooh. ornaments in his bedroom he kept. He liked to have, like, butterflies and weird lawn ornaments. I am a fan of lawn tchotchkes. <laughs> yeah, but in your bedroom? No, <laughs> not so much. Well, uh, okay. Um, I believe Sinead O'Connor through and through. Right. He liked to eat spaghetti and orange juice. That was his favorite meal as a kid. <laughs> what? No. 
That's very acidic. Spaghetti and orange juice. Jesus Christ. No. Oh. Anyway. I don't like that combination <laughs> at all. It makes me very uncomfortable. Dude, I just picture him, and that's like, it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle split, uh, skit where he's yeah. <laughs> just him opening up a briefcase and pulling out these roller skates. I can see it in my head. We're completely. Doing we thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, JJO. Stacey K, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. It's the last time I take her word for news. I got nothing on Richard Patrick with Filter. Nope, nothing. Uh, she says, I can remember him talking about it in an interview. You smoke too much reefer, traffic lady. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh, there's a big study out on swearing. Um, it identified the big cities that swear the most. Columbus, Ohio, top of the list. Tell me, Lance. Really? You, yeah, how do you feel about that? Like this and like that. That's how they talk down there. It's cold outside. Cold. Um, they, cold. Uh, yeah, yeah, they say I've... cold. They don't say L's in Ohio, but I would, uh, yeah, maybe, I guess. Um, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Philly. Jesus, those are all places I was <laughs> I lived for. <laughs> Indianapolis, San Francisco, Fort Worth, Louisville, uh, D.C., L.A., L.A., Hello. and Texas. You have to have tacos in L.A. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I liked the other stuff that came out of this survey. The place you're most likely to use some choice words is at home. Right. 55% of us do our best swearing at home. Another 24% said while we're with friends. 7% swear the most while driving. Mm-hmm. I know those people. I would say in a bar. 7% said at work, but that's not even on the list. You would say a bar because we're in Wisconsin and you're drunk. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if they surveyed drunks, you're right. Listen, I mean, most of us are in bars, so I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Where do you swear most? Not at home. Sure. Well, I mean, the it's hard. Now, the barn you, you're supposed to try to not swear at because there's usually utes around. Mm-hmm. But if there aren't utes around and I'm doing chores, you bet you there are some mfers flying around. <laughs> well, listen, not all horses are smart. It's like people. Some of them are dumb, and you're like what very the-? abusive. <laughs> <laughs> Smacking horses. I knew it. <laughs> so I I was looking at a map here of swear words, specific swear words. Yeah. Like damn and you know Damn doesn't even count. Yeah, I know. Pussies. But it says still goes standard deviations and it says what's frequently used and in Wisconsin mm-hmm. apparently that's not used very often. But in the South it's like, you know, from Texas the the whole Alabama, Georgia, you know, that whole area. It's used quite a bit. Uh, snit is used a lot in the South, more so than in uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So we have to use that here. The old there. effer is uh, used quite a bit in Wisconsin, California. Not so much in the South, but in New York, California. <laughs> and then Milwaukee and Madison. Um, I got <laughs> some favorite fillings for swear words. Uh, fudge, shoot, frick or frickin'. Crap, dang, heck, darn it, holy cow. Gosh. Dang or dang it and freak it. Um, Did you ever say those fudge? When I have to. 
Really? Trust me, I would <laughs> rather use. Part of the appeal is the hard consonant sound at the end. Right. I wonder how this would sound if it was more like a podcast and you could say the FCC didn't care. Oh, you know how it would oh, sound. Oh, it would be the adjective thrown everywhere. Mm. <laughs> you know, the C word is... Fn, Fn. C word's making a comeback and I could not be happy. Oh, yeah, I love it. I well, love I mean, you go, you've go, you been to Europe, that area, it's just, it's common. Mm. It's like, I don't bitch. even care. I think it's great. Um, so... <laughs> you do. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Means you're licking a a garsh <laughs> or a gash. Get out of here! Get out of here! Really, leave. Uh, <laughs> work is the top. <laughs> work is the top place we want to swear but hold back. <laughs> there you go. It don't happen here. <laughs> In front of strangers and in front of her kids also ranked high. Yeah, no, I I let it fly around all those people. I don't care. It's your problem. If you got a problem with it, it's just a word, dummy. Yeah. Number one person we swear at is ourselves. I don't. Do you swear at yourself? Yeah. You talk to yourself? Yeah. It's a huh. sign of geniuses, you dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because they're all alone because nobody wants to be their boring friends. <laughs> You and Richard, Richard Patrick, <laughs> their motorcycle game border. Get out of here. 54% said they swear themselves more than anyone else. Swearing at your friends is next to 24%, you asshole. There you go. 8% said their significant other uh, is who they swear at the most, which that seems slightly abusive. 4% said co-workers. 3% said siblings. 1% swear at their parents more than anyone else. I think it's just more like you're with your friends and you're talking. That'd be me anyway. Yeah. You know. The most universal things that make us want to swear are when we hurt ourselves. See, that's what I'm saying. A hundred percent. Yeah. When we have road rage. You dick. When we get bad news. When we're cracking a joke. When we're arguing. If you're arguing with someone and you start to swear at them, you should probably back away. Right. It's already gone off the rails. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we get good news. <laughs> How's that? Holy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Only 7% of American adults say they never swear, and they should just kiss my ass. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? I try not to, just so I don't sound as dumb. <laughs> so that's the only reason I try not to. Because if you just, if it's like... You just sound dumb, you know? I try not to. Why do you care? Look around us. Yeah, I know. Everybody's dumb. (laughs) Well, I'm not part of the herd then. Well, but swearing doesn't make you dumb. No, but it just, to me, it makes me feel like I'm sounding dumb. Because if you can't build on your vocabulary any more than just going, I get it, and I end up doing it. But I try to prevent myself from doing it as much to have the effect. If you think I care about any of these chumps things, (laughs) you're out of your mind. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO.
How long do you think before we go to a four-day work week? I don't think it'll ever happen, to be honest with you. Because, well, what do you want me to say? I don't think we ever will. I think we will. You? Yeah, with the people working now. Nobody wants to work. Well, I wouldn't. I like to lay blanket statements. I know you do. Um, it's people know their worth and people are not going to settle for, I'm going to tell you this though. Most people think they're worth more than they are. (laughs) Most people think they're worth more than they are. I ain't going to argue that, but (laughs) I don't care if it gets us a four day work week. I'll be like, you go right ahead. Do work for me. So there's no big hair Friday then. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, I'm going to hear me. Um, all right. This is kind of funny. A new poll asked people what things they wish they could do freely in public. Oh, boy. The results span everything from good deeds to adjusting themselves. I do that anyway. I know you do. Some of these are, I thought these were some were, were kind of silly because I suppose I, I do some of them, so I don't care. <laughs> um, we'll start at 10. Uh, dancing in the street. What? What is this, a... 80s video? <laughs> yeah, where's the cleaning montage? Where <laughs> yeah. suddenly they're dancing like Fred Astaire right. with a mop. Stop. <laughs> Adjusting your underwear. Uh, that happens. I've seen so, people pick their butt. Yeah, I would, that includes like wedgies and adjusting or scratching your bits. Yeah, I move those balls. You do that? Yeah, I flap them against the sides of my legs so I, I wear can, a lot of sweatpants. Everybody can tell when you're doing it, <laughs> but nobody can <laughs> The slap, slap, slapping sounds. Doing yoga stretches in the park. What? That already happens. Who are you, these people? I've seen that. They do it in Lake Mills' little area all the time. A little gazebo Yeah. Thing. Oh, the craft fair was there this yeah, yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Uh, walking barefoot. No. Well, that's Johnny. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm not a... Yeah, no. No, thanks. You're not a what? I'm not, a, I'm not in for that. I don't like that. You don't do barefoot at all? I do in my own house, but outside. If I gotta go run to take like the garbage out or something, but otherwise, no. Everybody should put their feet on the ground once a day, barefoot. Where'd you, you hear this? Absolutely, it's dude. It comes the from, energy from the earth, man. It's true, <laughs> and it's undeniable. And some of the your favorite people on the planet, well, I get adhere that. to the same thing. But and I'll tell you what, try it quietly to yourself for a week and tell me that you don't feel it you won't be able to it's undeniable listen it is 100 percent mm-hmm. undeniable i don't believe you <laughs> then just do it for a week i will but the problem is there's so much other stuff going on like booze and that that it'll you... neg- it'll negate the healthy feeling you might feel from the energy no it doesn't you, you are such a dick no <laughs> Well, you're running around barefoot. I'm not running around barefoot. I'm standing in my yard. Mm-hmm. At least I know what's on the ground there. Tell do me. you, though? I do. <laughs> oh. God. You mowed? No. Mm-hmm. Not yet. I don't mow. That is the child's responsibility. So I, you want... I, I weed whack. No, well, I take it back. I do walk through my yard every once in a while with yeah. no 
shoes because I have to go grab something, but it's not very long. How long are you supposed to stand out there and absorb the energy? It doesn't matter. I did whatever feels good. Shoes. <laughs> it's called grounding. I've heard you're supposed to sleep by the ground, too. Well, I'm not doing that. But it, you're, it says your body picks up free ions from the Earth's surface that acts, acts as antioxidants in your system. And it picks it up through the callus. What is wrong with the bottom of your feet, for Christ's sake? You, everybody has thicker uh, skin on their feet, callus. Uh, listen, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't even want you to do it. I don't want you to have any nice benefits. That's it. I'm I want doing you it, to be, and then I'm going to say this didn't work. I want you to be miserable and pissy, because <laughs> that's what you deserve. Well, look at see, it's not working for you right now. Because of you, you're the problem. <laughs> It's you. I'm going to kill you. Uh, anyway, uh, passing gas or burping openly and loudly. I'm doing that in public anyway. Yeah, I do that. Uh, listening to something without headphones. No, that's I hate that. That pisses me off tremendously. Don't make other people's problems your, your, in that vein. Somebody was doing that at Dollar General. I hate, oh. He was going through, it took me forever to figure out what was happening behind me uh, because it was like, I'd hear Joe Rogan and then I'd hear, you know, whatever, the verb pipe and then I'd hear whatever, but it was just like clips and I was like, he's scrolling through TikTok. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Just walking around, just blatantly everybody. No, here. waiting in line with everybody. So not only are you miserable in line, because there's nobody working at Dollar General. Uh, you it's are. your four day work week. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no four day work week. For them. Uh, um, so not only are you miserable waiting in line, but the dude behind you wants you to hear his TikTok feed. I can't handle that. Or people that are just talking like like they're just having a conversation on FaceTime or whatever, and yeah. they're just walking around. Blah, 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 blah. Wow, I can't handle that. Um, telling someone you love them. What? Why can't you do that in public? Yeah. Sure. Um, walking down the street singing loudly. No, that's another. What kind of that's weird that, people? That's the dancing one, too. Going to the movies alone. Listen to me. If you ain't gone to the movies alone, you need to do it. I, I, dude, I, I used to think... do it more frequently than I do now. Did you? I never did it. Oh, my God. It's the best. If I'm going to watch a movie by myself, I'll just watch it at home, especially now. But back, I don't know. Although, one of the times when I went to watch Star Wars, the Star Wars, um, I think, I don't remember what episode it was, but I went to watch it alone in the movie theater. I used to go to movies alone quite a bit, quite yeah. a bit, yeah, um, and I would fall asleep, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you went there, just to take a nap. I have a hard, listen, I've fallen asleep. For during two different Star Wars movies, The Revenant, um, a scary movie too. I can't remember which one it was. It's because the Marcus Dream Loungers do just uh-huh. that. I've done that. They make you so relaxed. I did that. And the theater is usually chilly, which is my jam yep. to sleep to. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm not I, invincible, dude. It's hard when I've, you know how many people you hear snoring like that a lot. A, a lot of time it happens. Yeah. But you're sitting there, and I did that during, um, what's that, Jumanji. 
Oh, I the, fell asleep. The new one, yeah. I woke up. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Something. Monkeys are running at them. Do not feel bad about going to the movies alone. I like to go to lunch alone, too. I'll do that yeah. just because I just have to eat. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But I won't. I don't. I don't want to go to the movies alone. You should be able to do stuff by yourself. Well, sure. I feel, I feel good about it. I would. I yeah. just don't want to. I used to go to the movies alone just to get the hell away from people. That's why people take long poops. They like that. Usually, you know. I'm meme farming if I'm taking a long poo. Um, and the number one thing that we would want to do freely in public is compliment a stranger. Oh yeah, I guess nowadays you can't say anything. Oh, they do. Um, This can be done, but it it depends on what the compliment is and who you're directing it at. Yeah. Nice tits, lady. (laughs) (laughs) That don't work. And it's a dude? No. (laughs) Love that muffin ass, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No. You can't even see your fupa. It looks great. Uh, one of my friends was at her job and a fella walked by her and was all like, oh, those jeans were made for you. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Not good. Which I know. (laughs) Did that dude think that was going to be interpreted as a compliment or did he know it was an objectifying quote-unquote compliment it's both it was trying to say that he's likes her and that in some form or fashion he would like to have intercourse (laughs) she goes no they came off the clearance rack (laughs) (laughs) take that Uh, whatever. You know what? Don't don't feel restricted by these man-made guidelines. All right. Yeah. Parking spots. Psh. The only thing I say is just don't talk on a phone super loud in public. Mm-hmm. Have some respect for other people. Respect. Lack of respect is ninety percent of is. our problem, dude. Yep. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, Did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Skin sensational. Where can you see boobs and beaver on the big screen? He'll tell you. Live from Chicago, Mr. Skin. Skinny Skin, what's up, brah? What's up, what's up? How you guys doing? Fantastic, how are you? Real good. Have you heard about this new movie, Smile, that came out in theaters this weekend? I have not. Tell me more. Oh, my God. If you, well, if you haven't seen it, it's the number one movie at the box office, but it's, like, so creepy. Like, even if you haven't seen the movie, just go to IMDb and watch the trailer, and you'll want, you'll want to see the movie, and it's October horror movie time. Heck so yeah. Yeah, and um, it's about this, uh, this doctor who works at a... Um, like a mental hospital, and she starts experiencing these really frightening occurrences that involve uh, people that have this really creepy smile. And uh, the girl that plays the doctor is um, is Sosie Bacon, and uh, you would know her dad, and uh, her dad is Kevin Bacon, and mom is Kira Sedgwick. So uh, it's kind of cool, and, and since this movie's so popular, I thought 
uh, your listeners might want to know if Sosie Bacon has ever shown her bacon bits and anything. And um, she actually did on the great television show Narcos in the second season, the oh, fourth yeah. episode. Yeah, she played the American girlfriend of this Mexican drug guy. And um, she had a scene where she was in the uh, in the tub. Uh, that It's a distant shot, but she is topless. It's her only nudity. And... Um, uh, she's very popular now because this, this smile is going to be, uh, you know, one of those movies that people really talk about. So uh, anyway, that's out. And uh, speaking of Narcos, while I'm on the subject, one of the more popular actresses at our website over the last couple of weeks is this Adria Arjona, who's this Hispanic actress. Um, she's uh, She plays Bix Kayleen on, in that Star Wars Andor, which is a... Uh, it's a, like a live-action series um, on Disney+. Plus. It's a prequel to Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And um, uh, anyway, if you're a Star Wars person, and obviously a lot of people are, um, you know who this uh, actress is. And she actually did her only nude scene um, in an episode of Narcos in the very first season um, before she was famous. So... Um, Two, two Narcos uh, nudies for you guys. and uh, uh, Anyway, but like I said, she's really popular right now, and people should know that. Now, D, I, I am not a, a Dancing with the Stars uh, person. No. But, but um, I can tell you that every once in a while on ABC, somebody up there dancing has a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction, and somehow, some way. Uh, even though it's in high def and all that, they somehow miss it, but we always find it. And uh, last week, uh, Jordan Sparks, um, she actually won a series of American Idol. She became like a, in music, and uh, she um, put out some albums. Then she got into Broadway and some films. She was in the movie Sparkle in 2012. So she's kind of famous, but last week she was dancing on, uh, on the stage in um, Dancing with the Stars, and she was wearing this long red dress, but it, it she got swung around and her whole butt showed uh, for like a split second. But we have that at MrSkin.com. And, you creepers. I love yeah, it. Beatrice, I'm on the subject. The, uh, the greatest moments in um, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars' uh, accidental nudes. Um, how could we forget Nancy Grace, the ah! television journalist, back in 2011, when she was done with her dancing routine and she was being interviewed? Her whole right nip was sticking out of her dress. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's a, a memorable uh, nip slip from Nancy Grace. And then the greatest moment in Dancing with the Stars, uh, accidental nudity, Monique Coleman in 2006, it was like the first or second year of the show, um, she was in this yellow, I don't know how to describe it, but this fancy dress, but it was like, so she's dancing and her whole um, the dress in the back, a little skirt, came all the way down. You saw her whole butt cracking all for a split second, but that aired on ABC in HD, and the censors missed it, but not MrSkin.com. So, yeah, very, very important that you guys are aware of... Uh, of uh, those great moments in Dancing with the Stars nudity. So. The hard work you people do does not go unnoticed, Mr. Scott. Yeah, the authorities will be at my house shortly. I got to run. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Steve. We'll talk to you later. All right, later, guys. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and Dee.
J-J-O. Uh, you watching the Dahmer thing? or? Oh, yeah, dude. I've watched the whole thing. and. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm on the episode with the deaf guy. <clears throat> okay, yeah, Tony Hughes. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, the set designer should be given an Oscar or some sort, any sort of award, because it is exactly to the point where they have the black folding chair in his room. The set design is exactly his apartment. Oh, wow. Like, exactly the same, the posters he had, I don't know where they got it, exact same posters in the exact same spot, everything from the curtains to the 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 baseboard. I mean, I I went and I just looked at it because I was so curious. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. Crazy. Um, okay, so um, the it's bizarre to me how many people didn't know about Jeffrey Dahmer. You'd be surprised about stuff. There's, you know, kids just don't, it just never gets brought up again until. Sure. Um, so there's definitely a renewed interest in the Jeffrey Dahmer case since the release of Monster, Netflix series with Evan Petoff. Um, mm-hmm. The reading glasses he wore in prison are for sale for $150,000. Really? Yeah. I know that they were like trying to prevent stuff like that. One guy bought all of his stuff and like destroyed it all. Do you yeah. remember that? Uh, they're being sold by Cult Collectibles, a Canadian-based website. You can buy items from serial killers, cult leaders, and other high-profile criminals. The guy who runs it said he got the glasses and other Dahmer, Dahmer memorabilia years ago, contacted by a former housekeeper of Dahmer's dad, and agreed to manage and sell the collection for a portion of the profit. The glasses aren't listed on the site, but if you're interested, you can contact them directly. Um, there's other stuff on there. His prison Bible, uh, some family photos, various documents. Uh, his confession is up there. It's Lionel Dahmer's really? personal copy for 8500 bucks. A uh, little school project of a... Uh, oh, and look. Uh, it's the nativity scene. Oh, what the... Okay. All that stuff's up. You know, they were selling like the pots and everything like that. And I know one guy tried, bought a bunch of it and had it all destroyed. Yeah. Um, his uh, prison-owned embossed Bible. Yep. Ten grand. That's weird. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's really his though? Is it was a th- certificate of authenticity? Yeah. You know where? How? I mean, how do you know? It was gifted to Jeffrey Dahmer while in prison from a church con- congregation. Uh, it has his name on there embossed, but it's spelled wrong. The inside front cover are dedications from children from the church. It includes a copy of the inventory list showing all the items in the prison cell at the time of his death. So if you have any questions, you can email them and they'll answer you. That's Jeffrey crazy. Dahmer, original family photo, four grand. Yeah, it's insane how well they did. And and even that one where that uh, lady, I think the reader, Isabella or something like that, she freaked out and she was wearing, you know, she freaked out on him in, in the court. Yeah. You know, I hate you, Jeffrey. If you watch that side by side with the actual footage, mm-hmm. it was perfectly synced. You can get Jeffrey Dahmer's urn for $250,000. No. What? How? Mm-hmm. From where? Apparently, Lionel Dahmer's is giving all this stuff up. He's still alive. He lives in Seville, Ohio. Apparently, he don't want. You can contact them directly. Oh, Serious that, inquiries only. That's like what million? Ten million? Two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for his ashes. And urn. 
It's not a great urn. It reminds me of the coffee can. and um, <laughs> the Everything's a travesty with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes it off. <laughs> Is that the urn right there? Yeah. It's the... Okay, if that it does, does. It looks oh, like yeah. a coffee mug. Yeah, how do you know that's not just shavings from a... Because they're going... You, you have to ask them. They'll okay. tell you how they can yeah. verify it, but they are not going to tell every schlub up here how they got it. Jeez. It had to have been Lionel or Joyce, mm -hmm. one of the two. So then they, they had, like, his cutlery up for sale. <laughs> Could you imagine eating with that? You're eating spaghetti. Yeah, hey, those Dahmers. So weird. Let's see. Now, people have mixed feelings about this the docuseries or whatever. Hello, JJO. Oh, you guys got a Ralph around here? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, it? Yeah, some people are offended by it. I mean. Oh, God. Why? Because what happened? Well, they're like, you know, there's still the family's vic the the victim's families are still here and alive. And We've got 9-11 movies. Yeah, exactly. We've got other movies. So what, what do you well, just the, you pick know, your poison to be upset about something? Making a murderer and whatever else. Yeah. But yeah, sure. You don't know what I'm saying. You have to watch it. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's not like they're, and that's the whole thing. I know I read some things on, uh, you know, some of the directors and they, they didn't want to glorify it or have him. Glorified. I don't think they are. They didn't. The only things that I've noticed that they got wrong um, that I know of. Now tell everybody why you know so much about Jeffrey Dahmer. I did a whole report on him when I was in college and we did because we had to do like a sociology thing and psychology. So I did a whole report and then I got all this information and you get it for directly from the interviews. You get it from that, from interviews from the people. So Tracy Edwards, the guy that escaped, got him in jail. Yeah. He was. He didn't meet him at a at a gay bar, which he did normally go to that in the bathhouses to get his victims, right? Yeah. But him, he met in the Grand Avenue Mall. You remember that that dump yes. <laughs> downtown that got uh, got shut down because of all the crime that was going on there. But that's where he met him first, and he was just like, "Here, I'll give you a hundred bucks. You can take some pictures." So I don't know if it was just to sensationalize it, just to get the start of the show going. Sure. Um, and then that Niecy Nash, who's the one from Reno 911, she was in his next door neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. That that Cleveland, I forgot her first name, but she actually lived in the apartments next door. She wasn't in the like his neighbor, in the same building. Yeah, but she noticed all that. She's the one that started saw the uh, Conorak, the the kid. Yeah, she that, she was there for that, so she did see that because he was wandering. But right, so she took a, a you know interest in what was going on. Because it's crazy, dude, you know. And then how the the police weren't listening to the 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 black women. Yep. And then they were... yeah they kind of just act then that whole thing with the cops they tried to crim you know they tried to make them the bad guys that didn't happen those pe those two cops right there they didn't get reinstated and, and awarded I I, mean, I don't think you've seen that part yet no yeah that didn't happen I think they were just. Sensationally, and the other thing that they didn't get right either is Lionel Dahmer didn't know anything about uh, him cutting up animals. Mm -hmm. He didn't know that. I remember that from that movie, My Friend Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. He had no idea that was going on. He knew that he brought home some stuff to, you know, like a pig from school. Yeah. But he didn't know that he was picking up, and he wasn't helping him do it, and all that stuff, like they said in the in the. Yeah. Yeah. But you imagine being Lionel, how that had to happen? I know.
It's nuts. Uh, I've always felt bad for his parents. I know it's terrible. She tried to kill herself, the mom. Yeah. You know, by having gas released, but she didn't didn't make it. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, those are up for sale. Just kind of. Hmm? You thinking of purchasing one? No. <laughs> Get some forks, dude. <laughs> Go fork yourself. I love it. Um, we're both huge Jason Bateman fans. Huge. Like uh, absurdly so. Yeah. I I love everything he's ever done. He's in, uh, the, even Teen Wolf two, dude. Especially <laughs> Teen Wolf two. Um, the only person that is in Jason Bateman territory is Timothy Oliphant. I love you, Timothy oh, Oliphant. Yeah. Do you remember he was in Go? You remember that? Oh, I dude, I two thousands movie. I remember that movie, but yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Katie Holmes is in that with him. So anyway, um. He was on Jimmy Kimmel on Friday night, and he was naming different celebrities to see if Jason had a personal story about them. Yeah. And obviously, Jason Bateman's been in acting and been since he was forever. Right. So, yeah, crazy. Here we go. Michael Jackson. Ricky Schroeder and I almost ran over Michael Jackson with our bicycles. Um, (laughs) This is while we were doing Silver Spoons at Universal, and we'd need to have our bikes because kids got to play. And Michael was there to see him. (laughs) <laughs> to, uh, he was, I don't miss him, hey, he's a fan of the show and a fan of the Ricker, and, uh, he was coming onto the stage while we were zooming off and, uh, almost took him down. Wow! That's incredible. <laughs> Wonder if he's got any from Prince. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> we're gonna need your Prince story, Jason Bateman. Uh, there's you gotta do no, a pillow fight with yeah, him. Yeah, was there soup involved? I'm sure there was. Oh my God! You know, Arrested Development, which is great. And There's then, always money in the banana stand. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to see The Outsider. I know, I do. He's I know. unbelievable in it. He's yeah. not funny at all, right? <laughs> but his acting and everything about it is just phenomenal. The JJO Morning Show podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.